0: Well, hello, welcome to today's podcast. Hey, and happy Labor Day. This is being recorded on Monday, September the 6th, 2021. So happy Labor Day 2021. Hope you're having a safe and good uh, Labor Day. Had a good weekend. Um, Today we're continuing our journey through this letter to the Corinthians, the second letter to the Corinthians. Although we know, if you've been a part of the podcast, there are probably multiple correspondences to the Corinthians uh, likely, or well, from what we know, probably at least four. Um, and so, uh, but today we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, as we continue this journey through the uh, letter of 2 Corinthians and the larger journey through the New Testament. Because that's what we're doing. We're trying to get through the New Testament in a year. It's our goal this year. We're doing pretty good, doing pretty good. So thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for uh, joining us. Um, so, Hey, let's jump into it. Second Corinthians chapter nine. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we just change the world. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Oh, so let's do it. Let's do it. Second Corinthians chapter nine. There is no need for me to write to you about this service to the Lord's people. Remember just context. Paul is, um, uh, part of what he does in addition to preaching the gospel is he's re- receiving a collection for the, um, uh, for the Jerusalem Christians who are in a time of famine. And so in addition to preaching the word of God, all the, he is, uh, caring for the physical needs of, uh, uh, the people of God in Jerusalem. And so, um, Paul is encouraging the Corinthians uh, to be a part of this uh, offering to help their brothers and sisters, and and they've been, uh, from what we've read, they've they've been agreeable. They've been actually made big promises to help. So, so yeah. So let's, uh so he said. So there's no need for me to write to you about this service to the Lord's people. Why? Because you've already signed. You've already made it clear you wanted to help. So we believe that. For I know your eagerness to help. There you go. And I have been boasting about it to the Macedonians. In fact, I've been telling the Macedonians that you guys are eager to help. Telling them that since last year. Telling them that since last year, you and Achaia were ready to give. And your enthusiasm has stirred most of them to action. Your eagerness to give actually has inspired others. You know... We have that power too, man. Our generosity, our compassion, our uh, willingness to give, uh, not only financially, but in in many ways, uh, inspires others. People are like, well, I mean, if Terry can do that, I I can do some. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Verse three, but I am sending the brothers Uh, In order that our boast, our boasting about you in this matter should not prove hollow, but that you may be ready, as I said, as I said, you would be. So, you know, that you would, uh, uh, you know, that you will indeed come through uh, with what you promised and what I what I've been telling. I mean, basically, Paul saying, look, I've been talking you up. I've been telling people how awesome you are, how eager to give you are, how like you're ready to be a part of this. And so you know, I'm going to send the brothers. And so. Um, please don't let me, please don't make me out to be a liar. (laughs) Do you ever do that? It's like, Hey, you got to meet this person. They're super cool. You're going to really like them, man. I hope, I hope they're nice. Uh, hope they get along. Um, or this church, Hey, you got to go check that church out. That church is awesome. And you're like, Lord, please don't let them be preaching on like the book of Revelation. (laughs) which we're doing in January, by the way, just so you know, book of Revelation. But anyway, you know, Lord, please don't let them talk about this. Please let the sermon not to be out of the book of Leviticus or something. <laughs> so, so Paul says, please don't let my uh, my grandiose assertions about you turned out to be hollow, right? All right. Uh, but that you may be ready, as I said you would be, first, fourth. For if any Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, in other words, you haven't been receiving the collection, you know, earlier in the book of Second Corinthians, Paul basically laid out like this: is How you do each day of the week, set a portion aside when you get together for worship, set a portion aside so that when we come, we can receive it, and it's not a burden. You don't have to like you don't have to like uh, you don't have to um, you know like you're like cramming for an exam. Like oh no, they're on their way. Let's hurry up and collect an offering. Like no no no. Each week you come together put a little bit aside of your offering for this special offering to the Jerusalem Christians, then we come, just, you know, it'll be a time of celebration, not a time, not a burden. Um, uh, we, not to say anything about you, would be ashamed of having been so confident. So, you know, don't, don't make us ashamed. Verse five. So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you in advance and finish the arrangements for the generous gift you had promised. Then it will be ready as a generous gift, not as one grudgingly given. Basically, what you just said, right? I had the. Bro- I'm gonna have some brothers go ahead of time, just make sure we're on pace, we're on course here. Make sure we're all everything's kosher, because uh, we don't want it to be. you want to be like a begrudging thing. God loves a cheerful giver, right? So we don't want to make. We don't. We want to make this good, and if we do, if we if we go about this the right way, it's gonna be cheerful. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a, a time of rejoicing and joy, not a time of like guilt and you know, and, and, and regret. <laughs> Imagine that a cheerful offering. Wow. <laughs> um, verse six, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Mm. That's awesome, man. That that that's, that is the principle of the sower, right? You sow sparingly; you can't so sparingly expect to reap a big harvest. It doesn't work that way. And and I know, I know. Whenever we talk about finances, and look, you know, I'm not I'm not one of those people who say you give God five bucks, He's going to give you five thousand. I'm not saying that. But here's what I am saying, uh, because I've been in ministry long enough, and I've seen it over and over and over and over again to the point where I can declare it with a, a large degree of confidence. When we give to God, He always gives us back more. And yes, sometimes that is back monetarily more. I'm not saying always. I'm not saying, you know, uh, you always guarantee you're going to get more money back. If you just give God 10, you're going to get 10,000 back. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. That God is true to His word, and I've seen it over and over. That when we give to God, we end up getting more in return, and often that is including more financially. We can't outgive God. So when we when we spare sowingly, we reap sowingly. When we sp- when we sow generously, we reap generously. I mean, it's it's the principle of the sower, right? Like you, you visualize a sower who planting seed in a field. If you only throw a few little seeds out. Your your harvest is going to be in proportion to what you've sown. But when you sow a lot of seed, the crop that comes in is going to be a larger crop. And it's true spiritually. It just is. It just is. So, and Paul says that, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. That's true of a lot of things, not just money. That's true of kindness. It's true of compassion. It's true of understanding. Uh, When we... And, and and the negative things like if you if you sow a lot of judgment on people a lot of criticism you're going to reap a lot of criticism <laughs> so whatever you sow a lot of you're going to reap a lot of if you sow verse 7 each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion for God, there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. God loves a cheerful giver. Man, think about that for a second. Paul said, look, think, consider in your heart what you're going to give. And, and we know like the biblical mandate is the 10%, right? But here's here specifically relative to a special offering. He's like, decide what you're going to give to the special offering. Not reluctantly, pray about it. Spend some time before the Lord. Lord, what do you want me to do about this? We've done different like emphasis in churches and um, Bayside. We just finished one a few years ago called greater 2020. This 2020 turned out to suck. It wasn't greater at all, but the the campaign was greater, but the, the year was, well, we all know about the year 2020. Um, But whenever we started that campaign and we started to receive, uh, you know, at the beginning of that, you should receive pledges and, you know, what people will give over a three year period over and above their regular tithes and offerings. And you know, we spend some time like six weeks just praying. Like, just pray about it. When it comes time to make a commitment, just know that you have prayed about it. And at the end of it, you at six at the end of the time period, you may decide, I've prayed about it. I don't feel like I should participate. That's okay. Fine. But we believe if you, you know, when you catch a when you when the Lord stirs our heart for a vision, stirs our heart for what he what he wants to do in the future, and we spend six weeks praying about it together. And we settle in our heart what we want to do. When a time comes to make a commitment, you know what happens? There's a time of rejoicing. It's like, let me do it. I'm ready. I, I've talked to Jesus about it. I've talked to the Lord about it. I'm excited to be a part of this. That's what Paul's saying here. Lay the need of the, the Jerusalem church before the Lord. Lay your uh, resources and what you have before the Lord. And just ask the Lord, what, what is my part? I can't solve the whole problem. But what's my part to play? I'm going to lay it before the Lord. He said, "If you do that, if you if you lay that before the Lord, not re, not reluctantly or and not under compulsion or manipulation, uh, then you're going to be cheerful. And God loves a cheerful giver. Mm. God loves, loves a cheerful it. giver. We all love a cheerful giver, right? <laughs> Even you know, if you ever need something from somebody, don't you love someone who will help you out with with, with and they're cheerful about it rather than, man, you you serious? Why?" Sure, I'll let you bother bo- borrow a dollar. Gosh, always bothering me for money. <laughs> well, maybe you are. Maybe you're always bother, bother bothering him for money, but, but no, you get the point. We like someone who's like, yeah, man, absolutely here. I'm, and I'm, yeah, don't even worry about it. Here you go. We love a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. Verse eight and God is able. Yes, He is. Right there. That's all you need to know. God is able. You might need to hear that today. Whatever you're going through, God is able. It may not even be related to financial needs, but I want to tell you if you got financial needs, God's able. Got physical needs, God is able. God is able. God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, mm, you will abound in every good work. And that's got to be highlighted right there. 2 Corinthians chapter uh, chapter 9, verse 8. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times. Come on, somebody. Having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Yes, sir. God's able. You can apply it to your own life, man. God is able to bless me abundantly. And in all things and at all times, having all that I need, I will abound in every good work through Jesus Yes. Verse 9, as it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. I I love verse 10. I'm going to tell you right now, I love verse 10. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, verse 10 right here. Now he, who's he? God. Now he who supplies seed to the sower... And bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. You got to know who the so you got to know who provides the seed, man, who provides the seed in your life. It's not your employer. It's not your employer. Your seed does not come from your employer. Your seed comes from the Lord. He's the one. He is your provider. He is my provider. Your your boss may sign your check, but the the resources come from God. The seed comes from God. And who is able to increase the seed in your storehouse? Look, a seed brings to bear a a, – we talked about this before. You put an apple seed in the ground, what pops up is not an apple seed. (laughs) what pops up is an apple tree. And on that apple tree is a multitude of apples. And in those apples are a multitude of seeds. So there's an exponential aspect to what Paul is saying here. God gives us the seed. The seed has an exponential growth factor in it because a seed doesn't just produce seeds. The seed produces a tree that produces, produces the fruit that produces a multitude of seeds. Mm. So who who is able to uh, provide for me? Who is able to bless me and, and, and uh, uh, exponentially? The Lord is. He's the one who expands my storehouse. You will verse eleven. You will be enriched in every way, not just financially, with peace and grace and kindness and righteousness. All of those that harvest of righteousness he just mentions in verse ten. You will be enriched in every way, so that you can be generous. On every occasion, look, pause. That's the goal, man, of, of managing our resources well. That's the goal of being a good steward with what God has given us. And, and that's that's the, the reason of, of trying to build wealth. To be honest with you, why, why do we try to build wealth? Why do we try to build, not to be rich necessarily. It's so that we can be the kind of people that can be generous on every occasion, I got to tell you, man. Because of some of the decisions we made financially years ago, Dave Ramsey, meant well, 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 uh, it's been well documented by us, our family, how much the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University was to revolutionizing and and freeing us up financially. And it was probably 15 years ago now that we we got serious about it and um, got out of debt and started living within our means and getting rid of the credit card debt, um, getting rid of the credit cards, period. And it's amazing the way God has blessed that. And the reason, the ultimate goal fi- behind us getting on that plan, and I highly recommend it, check it out. Financial Peace University, if you've never heard of it, we, we, we teach it here periodically, once or twice a year at Bayside. We would love to have you a part of it anyway. Um, but the reason we jumped on that plan was one financial freedom. We wanted, we wanted freedom. We didn't want to feel the burden and the stress of financial worry and angst. But number two, it's this right here. This is why we wanted to get to a place where we could be generous on every occasion. If something came up or someone was in need, we could give things away. We could give people money. We could support certain ministries. We should support certain things. And still that's our goal. That's why the, that's what when it, when you're a follower of Jesus, that's what it, that's the reason you want resources. That's why you want wealth. It's not to store up for yourselves fine things. Not that there's anything wrong with having some nice things, but that's not the goal. It's so that we can leverage those resources for kingdom impact. So that we can bless others in the name of Jesus. Man, there, there's really no greater joy than that, guys. I mean, other than seeing someone's soul saved for the for the glory of Jesus. It is a blessing to be able to give to others in honor of Jesus. That's what Paul's pleading for here with the Corinthians. I want you to—I want this to be fun for you, to be able to give in the name of Jesus, to touch others, to bless others, so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. There it is. There it is. No greater blessing than, than to be able to help someone else and then see them actually give thanks to God that you were brought into their lives and you helped them. Not, not that you are, you don't receive the glory and praise, but God, your God does, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. Verse 12, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Wow. Not only is it meeting a physical need of God's people, but it's, it's also that multiplying effect. It's, it's overflowing into praise and thanksgiving and adoration of God. Hmm. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you Because of the surpassing grace God has given you, they're going to thank God for you. What? Oh, man. What's better than that, man? To know that someone went before the throne room of God and said, thank you for Terry. Thank you for Bill. Thank you for Amanda. Lord Jesus, thank you for Nona. Lord, thank you for Robin. Lord, thank you for Molly. Man, what's better than to think, than the thought of someone actually went before our Lord and Savior and and voiced our names in appreciation? Wow. I don't know, man. There's nothing better than that. Verse 15. But Paul, going back, he's going to keep it real. He's going to remind us why we're so thankful. He's going to remind us of what the greatest gift ever given was. He doesn't say it, but we know what he means. Verse 15, he says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. What's the indescribable gift? Jesus. Jesus, who makes it all possible. He's the indescribable gift. Jesus Christ himself. That's the greatest gift ever given. Mm. good stuff today on generosity. Man, that was rich. That was rich. All right, you guys. Thanks for being with us today. Hey, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the indescribable gift that is Jesus. Man, we are so thankful for your generosity that you, Lord, are the giver. Lord, your word says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave, gave his only son, Lord. So we're reminded of the that at the, your very heart is a heart of generosity and giving and compassion. So Lord, we pray that we would be a good reflection of that. Lord, no matter where we are in our financial journey, Lord, we pray that we would be a wise and good steward of the resources that you've given us so that we can get to the place of being generous in on every occasion and through our generosity There will be thanksgiving that is offered up to you. God, thank you for allowing us to be a part of making your name great. Thank you you for blessing us so that we can bless others. Lord, help us to be those who sow generously. Because we believe, Lord, by faith, we will also reap generously. Lord, we love you today. I pray your blessing on my friends. May you encourage them and strengthen them. Pour out your abundance upon them in every way, Lord. Help them to see your goodness today and your love for each and every one. We love you. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being a part of the podcast today. This special Labor Day edition of the podcast. We are back at it tomorrow. We're going to continue on with Second Corinthians chapter ten as we uh, wrap up the fast last few chapters of Second uh, of Corinthians. So. So yeah, tomorrow, 2nd Corinthians chapter 10. Again, thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for liking it, subscribing to it. All of those things, all those good things. Love you guys. Thanks for so much. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up,